0: Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet.
1: talking with Tammy. This is my guest, Siren Hand. I am so excited to be able to talk to her today. She's going
0: to bring
1: the heat. So Siren, introduce yourself.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Tammy, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, for for everybody who, who doesn't know me, hi, my name is Siren. Um, I am a spoken word poet based out of Indianapolis for now, Um, and I say for now because I just got out of nine years of the military, and Indianapolis was a beautiful town for me to come to, um, get to know the arts community, get to know the activism community, Um, and that's actually what I do now, is I write. Um, I am a disability and veterans rights advocate, Um, and then I also, of course, just finished a really recent book um, with... Steve Sam sorry (laughs) I finished a a really recent book with illustrator Steve Samsara and it's about bibliomancy and oracle cards um it's called the woven wisdom bibliomancy and card guide so that is set to ship uh on February 8th awesome I think that's I think that's about like as concise and in a nutshell as I can get because it's like oh my gosh how do you condense it down to that little that little voice box in that little bit <laughs> so i hope that that helps a little bit i wanted to just i have to bring
1: this forth so okay you did nine years in the military
0: yes okay so, somehow
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> so as you decided to transition why did you pick that path?
0: so a lot of people join the military straight out of high school. Um, I actually wasn't one of those people. I grew up as a military brat. Um, I wanted to do, honestly, I wanted to do music. Um, I wanted to do music and religious studies comparative religious studies. Um, but, you know, you as a musician and especially like I was working three jobs, ends weren't meeting, um, and I really wanted to be of service and I really just wasn't quite sure how. Um, so as a military brat, like, at that point, I kind of thought, uh, like, hey, you know, this gave a stable living, this allowed my parents to travel or to go to school or to see the world. Um, it allowed really cool opportunities and really interesting opportunities. I never would have predicted that I would have been a drill sergeant, for instance. Like, no, whose cruel joke was that? Um but <laughs> I say that jokingly, I loved it. And I loved my job with the army. And I, I mean, I always, I always have a little bit of a tongue in cheek when I talk about it, because just like so many things, there are good times and there are bad times. Um, and so much of what we make of good times and bad times are the people that we make them with, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and so um, I sustained a hip injury. Um, it was kind of, um, it was bone, bone growth on the ball on the socket joint. Um it I went in for this, it was a lot more than that, but that's more or less what it came down to, that pinched nerves and caused arthritis and damage and a loose capsule and a torn labrum. Um, but so I tried for the surgery. Um, the surgery was great for the first three or four months. I was kind of back to my fit fighting shape and and running, and I missed running. That was my big thing. Um, but then my hips started slowing up again. So that was kind of my indicator that, like, hey, you've had a good run in the military um, do, do really like, what can you do with yourself now? And that was a really scary transition because it's like, it's a lot of people think about retirement from the military, but they don't ever see themselves actually getting out. Right. It's like, okay, I'll save up for it and it'll happen eventually. And I'll burn that bridge when I come to it. Right. Um, and, and that's really like all of a sudden, within the space of a year, I went from being fully committed to my 20 years in um, to just not, not being willing to or able to uh, complete what was, what was needed um, in order to be an effective soldier and an effective leader. I wasn't, I wasn't being as effective as I could have been. So that was a little bit of heartbreak, but what actually saved it was, I've been a poet and a writer for so long Um, and even I got out in 2019, um, and even a year before that, I was like, man, if I weren't here, what would I do? Oh, goodness. I would travel. I would go to poetry events. I would start a podcast and work with observe the word full time. Um, I would publish a book. I would do so many things you know and so i started working towards that while i was in because i figured i mean let's say you stay in the 20 years that doesn't mean you can't have stuff on the side right but i wanted to do it full time which meant that this transition from the army gave me all of that ability and especially as a writer one of the best and worst things you could have had happen to you is probably a pandemic where you're forced to sit and lock in your house and well shit now the typewriter's there and i have to use it you know <laughs> like no way to distract myself so that's kind of that meandering path from before the military to to where we're at now but now as a writer I get to do all of the things that I've wanted to do since I was eight years old I get to be in community I get to write poetry I get to work with and inspire but also work like be worked with and be inspired by my community and the poets and the artists that come from it. And then also to to kind of connect that um, into interfaith space and connect that into spirituality and uh, connect it into this this beautiful partnership and project that I have with Steve Samsara for the Woven Wisdom Oracle. Um, I'm so happy that none of my plans that I made for myself worked out. So happy. You know,
1: <laughs> it's funny that you say that because there are a lot of us that
0: say exactly that.
1: Because mm-hmm. a little known fact about me is I was wanting to go to the Naval Academy.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: I actually had, yeah, I had my, um, what do you call them, councilman? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, your recruiter, uh, career advisor, counselor? No, no. Yeah. One of the senators. Oh, like, goodness. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I, had that, I had that, everything, my grades, my SATs, everything. They invited me and I was wanting to go. But my mother said no. I was 17 years old.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And I was going to be 17 until I started school, Till after I started school, because my birthday is in November. Sam, Don't you love it? I love it. <laughs> it always happens. It's that cutoff. So that was not, and, and I still, for years, I held that. You know, I had to forgive my mom. Be honest I'll make you laugh. So I wrote this book. Right. Right. And it, really, it was. It was something to my mom because I I think I held that for years and years because I felt like she ruined my life. You know, because I felt like if I could just, if I could have just done that at. 17 years old and retired in 20 fucking years. You know what I mean? I'm like, can you imagine? Yep. I'm like, oh my god, I would have, I was like, I would have retired like lieutenant colonel or some shit, you know, where you right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I held that, you know, for years. And I had to just really unpack that thing. And when I wrote that book, it was, you know, the healing journey that I needed. So let's talk about these cards because I yeah, sure. I have. I ordered some. I have some.
0: And Thank I, you for supporting, by the way. I really appreciate I, that.
1: I, I, when I saw you working with them, I was like, yeah, I need to grab some of those. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about 40 boxes, you know, <laughs> so many cards, <laughs> but I love them and I like the designs on them and even, even the words, because not to me, I like the fact that it's not a lot of words. Mm -mm.
0: yeah it's when when it came down to goodness we like even when steve and i started working together and and steve Simsara, by the way like i i have to gas him like he's amazing working with him and the whole creative process has been amazing and um the coolest thing and what i really appreciate with with people who are kind of in the public eye whether they're Um, poets or authors or artists or um, motivational speakers, like whenever we talk one-on-one and we level, you know, that's where the magic happens to me. That's where it's like, Oh my gosh, that's where potential is. That's where, you know, your wildest daydreams can happen talking to this one person and just like, it's exciting. And so for me, I actually started working with Steve. Like I saw his artwork in one of the pagan groups that I, um, I frequent on Facebook. And so I saw it, I fell in love with it. I had started working with spirit boards. Um, and, and that actually is a large part of my practice now, but I was looking for one that just wasn't your run of the mill spirit or Ouija board. Right. And found an absolutely beautiful one. I'm going to tilt this up. It's right up there, and you can kind of see it way up, way up, nice. that way, and um, and so I started working with it, but this was at the time where I started Observe the Word Poetry, which was kind of that podcast that examines how poetry gives back to our communities. It's still going now. It's much more of a like um, National Poetry Month, which happens in April, that sort of thing, but every once in a while, like I throw up a couple of links or a couple of different things. Um, but for that first run of the word poetry, I was like, my friends, you and I were kind of talking about like how they wanted so much to know, like, what is it about poetry that this, that, that Siren is so obsessed with? Like, she will not shut up about it. Like, what, what can I tell them to get them to shut up about poetry? <laughs> and... right. And, um, and I'm like, well, just, just listen, like, just, just have fun with it. But through doing these kind of weekly informationals and like showing them what more modern poetry looks like and more, um, different poetry, diverse poetry, um, different experiences from walks of life that aren't their own, that are expressed through poetry. I I loved it. Um, Steve actually tuned into those podcasts and- yeah, and and then he chatted, like sent me a chat, and he said, "Hey, I really like how you're working with poetry." And I said, "Well, thank you. I really like how you're working with art. Like, total fangirl, absolutely nerding out." Um, but he asked if I would be interested in a collaboration, wow. and so yeah, just just like amazing and, and kind of mind blowing, you know, for me starting off and in, in putting myself out there. Um, and so it was a nerve wracking thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, what are all the ways that this could go wrong? And then something, <laughs> something.
1: <laughs> not what are all the ways that we can make this happen, but what are all the ways Bam. that i'm we Like,
0: well, but that's exactly it is that my gut was telling me like, this is out of your league. This is something that you don't want to, that you don't want to screw up. This is something that, um. You know, like he's, he's just being too kind and he was being absolutely kind. Don't get me wrong, but genuine. And I love that about working with them. And so that little voice said exactly what you said, which was, what about all the ways that this could go right? Mm -hmm. What about all the ways to make this happen? Yes. You know, um, and so we sat back and said, well, let's try something. And if it if it doesn't quite do it, then that's okay. No harm, no foul. So we spent like four or five hours on the phone talking about this, like this figurehead, um, talking about common conceptions or misconceptions about them, talking about different slants and angles. Because just like you are a person. Who can be described one way by one person and a different way by other people this religious figurehead should probably like has a different dimension or there's something that we're missing right mm-hmm. and so we kind of did research and we we talked with other practitioners and at the end of this this work um he came up with beautiful artwork for Lilith um from from Abrahamic and Sumerian culture um, and then I did the poems for it, and it was as Lilith, and I actually have that poem, um, but, <laughs> but um, the that was our first shot, and then after that was when we started working on those oracle cards, because it was that drawing, and then Steve would pass over artwork my way, and be like, hey, what does this remind you of, and I'm like, oh, this is definitely a card that says you know, power of personal gifts, commanding an audience. And I would just channel it and download it and just be like, oh yeah, this is obviously this. He's like, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, I don't know how you do your arts. So I feel like this is well met. <laughs> <This> is <laughs> like, <we're> <laughs> <collaborating>. <laughs> I can shave, I can shave a stick figure real good. So like,
1: I <laughs> hey, uh, the pictures for mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did. I play with
0: it. I did. I had taken pictures. Oh yeah. The pictures. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Love it. <laughs> you, know, you know what? <laughs> Make it easy. Well, and, and so with the cards, like the, the cards became their own thing. And we said, well, I mean, we'll do this every step of the way. It's been a, we're going to offer what we can. And those who like it will. Mm-hmm. And those who don't like it will at least see it. Right. And even if the, you know, I mean, like we weren't anticipating anything bad happening, but we really tried to be business smart and savvy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and And just really like, if you're going to put your whole soul out into the world, mm-hmm. or if you're going to put a piece, there we go. If you're going to put a piece of your soul out into the world, that's what I meant to say, is that if you're going to put a piece out there, mm-hmm. you might as well put the whole damn thing
1: um right <laughs> sorry I, like i say it like this you just need to just put your whole ass in it
0: yep exactly we <laughs> don't do any of that half stuff here that's not comfortable to sit on
1: So <sighs> I wanted to just point this this out because i i thought it was amazing so okay in the uk yes see that's that's already you know
0: it so Let me, let me go a step further. Not only is Steve in the UK, we've never met face to face. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: And so this is, this is something that really is driven on um, the magic of truthfulness, like of two people coming in earnest from whatever far reaches of the world there are, you know, like, and um, no, he's, he's based in the UK and I'm based here in the, in the States. And I was hoping actually to, to go over and travel and see, um, once I got, uh, got out of the army, cause I didn't have to worry about signing any of that paperwork. I didn't have to worry about, um, making it back by a certain time. I really wanted to savor my time traveling outside of the military as well, and just exploring the world and just being in the world unapologetically. Um, and so the plans were made. Stage was set, Rona happened. And (laughs) of course, I'm not the, I'm definitely not the only one for this. But it's just, it just, because Rona happened, it meant that we were able to produce the deck. It meant that we were able to um, really, like, I was able to spend a whole summer writing up meanings for cards. Initially, we made them without a booklet. Because we really wanted people to tap into their intuition,
1: right? And I like that.
0: It's it's a lot of fun because you hear different expressions, yes, of the same message for the cards.
1: Yes, yes. love it. Because I heard you doing doing uh, readings one night, and you gave an interpretation of a card. When I looked at that card, I got something totally different. Mm-hmm. Kind of sort of in the same like vein, you know, but same, right, you know, but I was like. Wow, that's pretty interesting, you know. And that's what what you know, I was like, oh wow. I was like, that that's what's up. I was like, I, you know, I mean, you you love that part of how you interpret it and what because everybody doesn't even see the same, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really, I mean, that that probably was the scariest thing for me. Like you, you know that like you and I have had this conversation that being on camera, being on Zoom. Um, Speaking into the void of Facebook live like those are those are completely like safe spaces right I mean you might get a nasty comment or you might get a zoom bomb hope not, by the way, not jinxing this Um, like really trying not to I promise. Um, but, But you get you might get negative feedback, but when it comes down to it, ultimately there's a different level of intimacy when you are in a physical space with other people.
1: Yes.
0: And so um, as as you're learning and working with it and, and going through, I love when I do lives and I'm like, all right, everybody bring your deck to this live. We're gonna chat and our cards are going to roast us. They are going to roast the ever living hell out of us because like I on my lives, it always happens. Um, And it's not that the cards are mean, but I tell them every single time. I'm like, by the way, cards don't attack you. Like they don't attack you (laughs) Uh, they, they will say things that cut to the core and it's you where you are, where you are triggered is where you need to do your work. That's really important. So if you feel attacked by the cards, it's because it's applicable information. So take it in stride. And then I would pull a card and it would straight roast me like ruthlessly you'll be like by the way what have you been procrastinating on lately <laughs> what are you, what are you yeah. regretting right now <laughs> it's like i need you to not do this in public right <laughs> I'm, sorry? Do in public.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry i said you ever seen Beba do cards
0: ever seen who Beba. i haven't no
1: oh girl She'll do she hmm. one day and to the car. She, she said,
0: no, we're not gonna do this today. We're not, we're not, no, no, no. <laughs> what? No. What is not going to happen right now is this.
1: Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> <she> <laughs> All I could do was laugh. It was so funny Cause she was like, no. Mm-mm. See, I already talked to y'all, I already told y'all about this, this thing. You ain't
0: gonna do it that way. This is not how we're gonna do it. <laughs> well, but and and that's what I've really loved about having the group. So we came up with the oracle deck, and then we're like, well, people might want to talk about it and kind of compare those answers and like those intuitive messages. Like Tammy, your messages were were a little bit different from mine, but again, it was just expressed differently. It was the same general ideas, right? Well, and so we started this um, and it's called The Woven Wanderers, it's on Facebook.
1: Um,
0: And recently with the release of Bibliomancy, we actually opened up, instead of it just being a card reading community, now it's a divination community in general. So it works with, um, I prefer open practices because I really believe that for me and my position, it's not my place to tell people how to do something that's a closed practice. That I would force myself—it just feels gross, right, to me. I I want to make sure that um, I am invited into a space with people, and I only share the information that I'm supposed to be sharing. Like, it's not up to me to do any of this stuff. Like, unless that—it's just so very important when we're talking about care in our spiritual spiritual communities. But um, no, we opened up this group, and people started shooting with different meanings for these cards. Um, And people were um, doing them for daily polls and people like, Tammy, it was blowing my mind that something that Steve and I kind of collaborated on and it's like, oh, you know, we'll we'll sell a couple and it'll be fine. Um, Overwhelming response of people who wanted to talk about them or wanted to kind of like piece them together and figure them out. Um, It was just phenomenal that the deck that we came up with between Steve in the UK and myself here, somebody wrote me in Australia or somebody wrote me in Malta or somebody's in Africa, like what? Uh, And so to have a whole community of people and I'm like, okay, just new members. Hi, everybody. Like, I'm really excited to meet people. Where are you from? Oh my goodness. I, I am terrified, but in the best possible way, because this is a whole community of people who are passionate about the things you and I are passionate about um, and just want to be in good community and in good faith with each other and love that. I love that so much.
1: What is that word, this guy? Integrity.
0: Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that that's lacking in a lot of places.
0: If we can be, if we can do that even just a little bit and Steve and I both, I mean, again, we just come to the table fully as we are. Um, And I'm just amazed again, like none of this, Tammy, none of this was supposed to happen. Um, If you were talking to me of 10 years ago, if you were to talking to me of five years ago, if you were talking to me, the me of like two years ago, still wouldn't have seen it gone this way. Nope, no chance. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's been an awesome uh magical world is what it sounds like
0: it really has and then when it comes down like you just you just released another book and you and i like when it comes as a writer and a spiritualist like who works within different different communities um and helps people express themselves or work through things and process them as much as we can, or even just hold space and provide a listening ear. Yes.
1: Um,
0: that that earnestness, um, that that honesty, that integrity in that work—like that's what I'm most grateful for. I think yes. is the like being able to live authentically and unapologetically. Um, I was really worried about the stigma of releasing a deck or of publishing a witchy book or, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, but what, then. What kind of background did you come from as far as. What? Oh, goodness. Um, so so um, I was raised in a really strict Lutheran household, uh, a really strict Lutheran Christian household. Um, and I actually talk about it a little bit in the foreword of the book where lunches instead of going home, or instead of like going to the cafeteria or cafe, um, I would be that kid in the library. Um, I was absolutely a nerd, or just like would take my lunch up there so I could kind of escape from things. Um, So I was kind of living this double life. Um, It was the standards of in the house that was really strictly religious. but then when I was able to explore, I could figure out like I could go and I could read on any religion or I could do web searches or, um, you know, and, and I mean, aside from school rules on the computer, like, you know, those are the only things you have to follow. But aside from that, you can look up and, and learn about anything you want.
1: Yeah.
0: And so um, when I, there was a custody switch between my parents and when I went over to live with my dad and my stepmom um they asked me if i wanted to go to church um or they said hey you can rest up you don't have to go to church this sunday and i just kind of like stopped for a little bit i was already getting used to kind of that new environment like you're talking about transitions like that was a really startling transition and not a smooth one and not a graceful one at all you know but the grace in it was that my parents said hey um do you want to go to church And I said, well, no, not, not really. And they're like, do you not want to go to church this Sunday? Or do you not want to go to church at all? (laughs) And I'm sitting back in my brain and I'm like, this is a trap. I know this is a trap. Like,
1: if I say no, then what's going to (laughs) happen? They're gonna call
0: the priest over. <laughs> exactly. Again, um, but <laughs> it's it's really like um, it was to be able to talk about with that side of the family again, living authentically, and and I mean, you're a teenager, like you don't realize you're living apologetically, but you're learning how the world works, and and you're learning kind of like the very beginnings of your place in it, right? Yeah. Um, you're learning about potential, yeah. and so to, like, be able to say, hey, I don't want to go to church. Hey, this is my belief system. This is a different one. Man, you know what those parents did. They loaded me down with as many books as they possibly could about different world religion and tradition and runes and Wiccan, you know, versus Druid versus all sorts. Really great. And this is the thing is that I, I say that I grew up from that really strict Lutheran household, and I did. I was I went through all the steps and confirmation and all the stuff, right? Um, and part of that is because we're called in a lot of ways to reflect the cultures that surround us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know now as, as a 30 something, I always forget my age, I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> But like I just know I'm in my 30s somewhere. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> somewhere. I, wait till you
1: get 40.
0: Then no, nah, I, I hear 40 is awesome. so and 30 is pretty good, too. so I'm really excited for 40.. I can say, it's, <laughs> it's but uh, it was it was just it's not that Lutheranism as a faith was bad, right. Um, it's not that the church was bad it's not that my my parents on that side their faith was bad at all and this is actually how I see it now and it took a lot to get to that point was um, my mother and I are both women of very strong faith they just happen to be two very different faiths
1: <laughs>
0: yeah and and I mean that's the seriousness of it though right like I I never wish to disrespect the things that propel people, the things that inspire people, the things that,, um, I mean, with the exception of racism, bigotry, ableism, sexism, any of those things, I'll reject those those things all day as you as I feel you should. But I'm not going to sit there because somebody has a different path than mine, right and say, This is a wrong path, or this is a dangerous path, or this is an ineffective path. It might be for me, but that's not my place to pass that judgment to somebody else is how I feel.
1: That's super important because I mean, it's it's so much judgment in the world, you know, and we as spiritual people and um, whatever you call yourself, guides, whatever, Mm -hmm. we don't need to be doing it. And that and it's a daily, it's a struggle. I actually took a, a course and that was one of the first things that we worked on, was just mm. and it was it was powerful, it really was. And and it was wild too because it was only like man, it was a cheap course. I think I paid like thirty dollars for it. Okay. And that was like the first thing that you know we worked
0: on, which they just, came they came hard charging out the gate with that one, didn't they? Oh
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know <I> <laughs> It was powerful, but I was like, yeah, okay. But the thing is, people don't realize that that is so much of the problems that we have in this world. Mm-hmm. People want to judge other people. You
0: know, sweep your, it's, sweep your door. Well, I mean, I, I just sit back and I'm like, it's not, it's not my place. Like I could either waste my breath, waste my time, waste my energy, waste my emotion, trying to convince some somebody of something that might not apply to me.
1: Not your business is what I say. Shoot.
0: <laughs> yep. No. And, and talking with people too, like it's a, Hey, that's not my business to spread. I want to be a safe space and I want to build community. I'm not here for gossip or drama or anything like that. Like there's too much important work to do, um, to be sidetracked by those layers. Right. Because it's not ever about being sad or not ever about being angry or it's not ever about being betrayed it's about judging yourself for having those emotions and then judging them for treating you instead of just taking things as they are and as you experience them yeah. we we overcomplicate things so-, so that's how that's how I feel about that <laughs> you know, we could talk about
1: that all day because that right there is yeah sorry <laughs>
0: oh
1: I was thinking that's a nugget you know that is a nugget because it's like you know, if you've been so much time focusing on all this negative outward stuff, how are we going to transform the world?
0: You know, we so here's a, you you say, how are we going to transform the world? Like that's your mantra? Is that your is that your go-to motivational phrase? Is that your
1: so? Uh, so my podcast says. I have an intro on, you'll hear it on the soundcloud thing. I can't, couldn't figure out how to put it on here, so I didn't bother. But um, it's, um, I interview people who are, who you may not know, but who are changing the plan.
0: Yes, I love that so much. I'm like, oh, I'm one of these people. You yeah, gotta step yeah. it up.
1: <laughs> and, you know, when you look in a couple of years, when you look back on your podcast, you'll be like, oh man. And other people will be like oh that's siren i saw her on that podcast you know what i mean all right that's yep mm-hmm. my mind is going as far as this particular podcast because i love it so much i, just, I love it i love it <laughs> thank it's you siren so much you know everybody like, like stuff you said you know I'm, a, I'm like oh wow siren was saying something such a thing you know and this is how I, how I look at it because it's it's like i feel like we can learn from every one in every situation in our life you know absolutely people I learned stuff from my kids when we were growing up they would say something and I'd be like oh <laughs> you know oh wow you know and, and, I, and I just believe that and so when I do these interviews I learn something from each and every person and I I I, I pray and I lose that use that term loosely because people um, just like you said, they get caught up in religion, and there's nothing wrong with religion, but it keeps people a lot of times in a
0: box. I I feel like, um, and especially when I work with interfaith space. So, um, I one of the groups that I am working with right now is Indianapolis-based, and it searches to um, to really heal our communities across cultures and spiritual traditions. Um, but that means that you have to come to, the fa- come to the table in good faith that everybody is trying their best regardless of what their religious affiliation is. Right. Um, right. And it's one thing to have faith in your own um, in your own belief system
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to have faith in another human being who is coming to the table and being vulnerable and being open Um, that's a, a different type of faith and it's got a different type of tension to it. It's not that it's more or less tension. It's just a different type of tension. Right. And, and part of what I have to do in the interfaith spaces is work that translation aspect of it as a pagan, I get people praying, praying for me all the time. And, uh, as a pagan, while I was in the Bible belt in Georgia, I got people praying for me all the time. (laughs) exactly (laughs) well but that's the thing though is that it I mean I used to get worried about and and whether it was me practicing kind of in the in the library and and my closet and you know through my from my youth um to me I really wasn't open I was I was solitary and I kind of kept it to myself I even hid it from my husband's um, I, have been married a couple of times. Um, it's good to have a hobby, I guess. I was
1: gonna...
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: But, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I've only been married twice. My husband has been married. Many times. I'm his third wife. So it's good.
0: But, you know, it's... well, I think, <laughs> I think that, um, I think that it was a really big indicator that I could not feel comfortable sharing what my faith was with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily that they had to understand it. It's not necessarily that they had to support it, like go out of their way and support it, but acknowledging it is nice, right? And having a partner who has your back, like the one that I have now, he's absolutely a a godsend, he's amazing. Um, But he really sees how important this is in my life. And he sees me working in these interfaith spaces where I have to use the word pray and meditate and hold space. And it kind of like changes and it shifts, but it's all really Thanks. similar. Yep. And um, to have somebody as a partner who understands that is amazing, but to have whole communities is wow, right? Like, I love that. And I love that because it I get to meet people like you. Um, this is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody that, that that gets you. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. You. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I tell people all the time. I say, now I love God because I'm a God girl. However, I don't go to church much. Um, I believe in such a huge God. To me, it's way bigger than any religion that I've ever been involved with. And I was raised Pentecostal so mm-hmm. real 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 rigid and right and so um but anyway i tell people i said you know you can pray to the god of your own understanding so whatever god you identify with i'm not judging you i don't care about that been mm-hmm. to me. I said, because the thing that i believe is that if we all just come together regardless of who we serve or who we're we're worshiping or whatever or however we worship but if we come together and we come together in peace and love, then I think everything's gonna be okay. You know, I'm I, with you. you know, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I'm one of those people because people will say stuff to me, and they're like, I'm like, look, and they'll say, "Don't judge me." I'm like, you're not talking to the right person because I'm not ever judging.
0: You. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's who I am, you know. But you know, but people have issues with that stuff, and I notice that a lot. And it's funny because I actually was thinking about a book that
0: I am going to write. Because I think it's just, it's my
1: purpose. <laughs> it's what I'm supposed to do.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would agree, seeing as you've written how many books up until this point. Exactly. So, I mean, we've got to round it. We've got to round it out. We've got to make it four. Well, actually, you know, I am,
1: uh, my goal this year is to write four more books. My goal was five this year. And what I had to do was I had to figure out how to do it and how to make it work for me. And then I wanted to publish it myself because I used the publisher the last time and she was really good and my book got out and everything and I I was, you know, I loved it, but I felt like I didn't get everything that I thought I was going to get as far as the promotion. So I said, if I'm going to do it, promote it myself, then I might as well fucking do it myself. You know? Pretty much. Save me 50 dollars you know? So I'm going to do it myself. And so I did. I started doing the research and putting it together. And so now I actually have created a course for people to write their books.
0: You're going to drop the link for that, I hope, in the notes for this show.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. About two more this is
0: <laughs> oh, this yes. is this is the funny part about like podcasters interviewing each other. It's like spy versus spy. Yes. it's like oh yeah, I'm not I'm not the interviewer now. You need to sit back, <laughs> 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 Siren. Sit back. <laughs> right, but yeah. So that's that's uh, but, yeah. So I'm excited about
1: um, just having this conversation. Jesus, what the hell? having this conversation, <laughs> being able to just, you know, be free and
0: talk to you because I love the way you do your stuff. I just have to tell you that. Thank you. I have had a girl. Thank crush. You. It's, it's, it's you. I'm know. sorry. I said, I've had a girl crush on me. Ah, yes. Just so you know. No, it's a funny. mutual. No, no, no. Like I'm yessing because it's a mutual girl crush and I'm like so excited about it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm on Tammy's show the other
1: night I was like I gotta have this girl on my podcast I
0: was like she is amazing you're Thank in you me, like
1: so fire and you just oh no, not I,
0: I laugh I was like I almost want to introduce you to my daughter that's how I feel then introduce <laughs> me to your daughter like so here's here's the thing that's that's really cool is um oh my gosh I I already said like meeting people from all around the world, like, and again, I've, I've traveled like being an army brat, but then also in the army myself, but then also I just like traveling. Mm-hmm. You meet some really cool people. And through this group, I'm meeting so many people who are similarly interested as we talked about earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, the other work that goes on in the side to build our communities, like it's not just the interfaith, like I do, as I, as I was talking about, like the veterans writing community. Um, and that kind of works to like process and articulate Um, the military experience through creative writing lessons for for vets and active duty and reserve that sort of thing so um, yeah we do that and then our next workshop we're actually talking about dealing with it care and coping that's on Thursday night um, and it's at 5 p.m oh sorry so Thursday night 5 p.m mountain 7 p.m eastern this time zone thing—I'm telling you—it messes me up. We talked about this beforehand, but we're—we're we're leading this. Um, it's a three-week workshop. It's on Thursday evenings. It's at the same time, and you don't have to be a veteran to come. So, I mean, you're—you're you're welcome to come, or any of our our writer people are welcome to come. Um, but it will be pretty military oriented. Um, but it's talking about coping. Like what, what are productive ways of coping? What are not productive ways of coping? And how does that change from person to person? Like there's no one size fits all thing, but I wouldn't have been able to do that, Tammy, without different communities kind of touching or interests kind of touching or, or like a word of mouth of, oh, you're really cool. And you would get along with this person over here. And then the sparks fly in the conversation, like um, I think for a while I got really nervous and I do have a little bit of social anxiety, which is part of why I like, um, I like, I like the computer screen. I don't necessarily, I'm definitely like past zoom now because of the pandemic, but I still love you. And I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I promise like worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> but, um, but no, like when when I was working with that social anxiety or when I was being really closed as far as what my passions were or my spirituality or my poetry, like the things that are closest to my soul. Like when I was composing music, I kept that. I mean, I still think I have manuscripts in the closet that I haven't shown anybody. But when you let it out, I mean, sure. Again, there are any number of things that can go wrong. And you can think about those things for days, if not weeks, if not months. And there are people who have lived decades of their life thinking that. But again, where is that voice saying, how can I make this happen? How can I work with it? Where can, and part of that is in meeting people and bearing your soul, Mm -hmm. even, even little windows of it, even little Mm -hmm. windows into it. Love it. And I love that, like, that's what I've loved about your podcast as well, has been, like, again, you, you set people at ease like nobody's business, and that's not something that everybody can do um, to get people to the point where, I mean, yeah, sure, they were already being pretty honest about who they were or about their passions, but you actually pull out that fullness of it you pull out the breadth and width and depth of life. And then, and then we see those gold nuggets that are in there, right? And then we, we learn more. And I love that. I, I always learn something whenever I, whenever I listen to your podcast. So I appreciate it. I'm
1: so, <laughs> so excited about that because to be honest with you, it's like, I, and I think is a part of those intuitive gifts that we have. Because you're, you're the same. You know, you can almost see into what people are saying. You can almost see past the words. You know what I mean? It's almost like I feel sometimes like I can just go into people's heart and just see their heart. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've chosen people to interview because I've, I've had a lot of people that want to come on the show, and I'll interview pretty much anybody. But I've chosen people um, outside of my design. You know what I mean? I've only mm-hmm. almost intuitively chosen people, so I. I look at them and I see what they have going on. And sometimes some of them are like, well, you want me to come on? Cause I don't want to do this and I'm going to do
0: that. I'm like, yeah, but it's not even about that. You're changing the planet. It's but changing. Oh gosh, Tammy. Like that was kind of the thing though, is that when you and I started talking about, you know, like when you, when we started talking and kind of, kind of leveling, um, changing the world is a scary thing yes it is um gosh and it's vulnerable and it's necessary and it's fucking terrifying because it means that there are going to be hard questions that you've already asked yourself but because somebody else is posing them to you it's gonna sound different it's gonna sound it's gonna sound accusatory it's gonna sound judgmental it's going to sound this that and the other thing and um the question is does that change what you believe
1: right
0: does that change where your heart is does that change where your passion is if you are easily swayed from your passions because somebody talks you down where is your commitment to that passion how do you feed that passion um how do you hold space for other people to share in that passion um, a lot of times we're swayed to hide our passions just because we don't build that community. We don't build that trust. We don't talk to each other because we're worried about that, that judgment and that vulnerability, right? Yes. And I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like one of the reasons that, that my ex divorced me was because he said, you're doing the poetry thing and you're doing the witchy thing. And I just don't know if I can handle that. And I'm like, but I've been doing this since you met me, because I brought myself fully to the table. He just so it just wasn't for him. And, and that has to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not exactly, it was not for me. And it's, it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks, right? Like, that's, that's your hope. And that's your partner. But when you keep your crew around you, Whoever's in your crew, like off the top of your head, do you have five people that you've got in your in your crew? I'm not one of those people. So, <laughs> huh? I said I'm not one of those people. I have a well. It's small circle, right? But you're authentic within that. Say again. I
1: said I lost a lot of
0: people on this no. Well, and so here's kind of something with that though. Is that like, what would you have lost out on if you kept those people? Exactly, exactly. That's like, what
1: I, that's what I say, because if I can't be my authentic self, mm-hmm. my, then I got to change things. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. I gotta go, because I can't, I, I can't, I can't hide it. You know, we all have done a version of hiding. Mm-hmm. on this journey. It's just like, you know, okay, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show that, you know, because that might, you know, make people think this way or this thing, you know, because we all fear that just. Yes. So with me, I have had people that I have had just and I'm okay with that because again, <sighs> I'm an introvert as well. And you know and so that has happened, and
0: I'm okay with it. It's good. But it took a little bit to get to that point, didn't it?
1: It took a little bit to get there, because mm. at first, I was like, God, I've had this friend for 20 years, you know, and then once I started even looking back, I realized I wasn't really a friend, you
0: know? Well, I think, I think that friendship shifts, like, as you get older, your perspective shifts, right? Like, I mean, now I'm in my 30s and if I were to think about how I relate to my parents, my parents were growing up at the same time that I was growing up, just in very different ways, right? Um, and we often don't know that until we're kind of in the same shoes and comparatively speaking of, okay, at this point in their life, they were doing X, Y, and Z. At this point in my life, I'm doing A, B, and C. It doesn't make it wrong or right. It's just different and it, it helps you realize kind of with an empathetic towards our poor parents Um, (laughs) like how did how did everything work out because they were learning the ropes just the same right while teaching another human being how to be a human being Um, it's a challenge right like it's wow my son actually called me
1: one day and he was talking about that he said mom he said I just want to apologize to you he said I just want to apologize to you you know, because, you know, being a father now, I understand that, you know, a lot of things you did because this is what you had to do or, you know, whatever. And so I thought that was an amazing revelation from him. You know, because yeah. his son is now, see so my grandson just turned 10. So he's like, you know, mommy, I, I, I realized and he's the only one that is a parent at an age when I was a parent, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, with your parents, you grow up with the kids. You know, my kids were at 21. I was 21 when I had my first one, 22 when I had my second So we did have a level of where, you know, I could understand them because I was still young myself, you know, when we grew up and we grew into things. And so it's amazing now that he can look back and say that. He's like, Mom, you know, I was blaming you for this and that and the third. And I already knew that I already
0: knew him. But that acknowledgement though, that acknowledgement. And that's, that's why our circle is important. Even if it is a small one or if it's a larger one, right? Like even if it's this, this small circle of people, and it's not about building an echo chamber. That's not it at all. You don't need people who tell you what you want to hear, no matter what, like hell or high water, they're telling you what you want to hear. You need people who, can talk with you about things and talk with you about important things, but for them to talk with you honestly and in a way that still affirms your dignity and your worth, um, but still says, hey, you wanna be careful because of this, that, and the other thing, like, but they don't talk down to you and they don't disrespect you or they don't disrespect your beliefs. They might have questions about your beliefs, but they don't question your beliefs um having questions about it is just wanting to get to know more about it and in essence to get to know more about you but questioning those beliefs kind of seeks to seed those uh put in those seeds of doubt and it's not that people necessarily intend intend to do that but the impact of their their statements the impact of their actions regardless of what the intent is does that feed you? Does that feed your soul? Does that feed your product, uh, product, product? Goodness, your project, your passion. Um, does that does that really feed into the community that you want to build for yourself? Even if you're even if you're an introvert, and even if you like the pandemic because you're shut in and like you know that sort of thing, um, I I think that it's really important to know where you can hold space, with whom you can hold space. Um, in which cases, because not everybody is safe for all things, right?
1: right. All right, so we are, we have been on here almost an hour, so. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just too much fun, and we find (laughs) the rabbit holes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is what happens.
0: It's like, oh,
1: so anyway, so I want to thank you all for joining me, and my guest, Siren Hand, she's going to let you know how to connect with her, where you can find her,
0: So I, I, Tammy, thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the time and the space. And again, Girl Crush, seriously, like level hundred, we're knocking this out of the park. Um, but I like people if they're interested in finding me on social media, it's Siren Hand on Facebook is the main platform that I use. Um, although sparingly, I'll haunt Twitter, or Instagram with like puppy pictures. Um, but for the Woven Wisdom, for the Woven Wisdom Oracle, for um, the Woven Wisdom Bibliomancy and Card Guide, it's wild. I'm saying this now out loud. And this is the first time, so this is super cool. Um, that, that, that can be found at thewovenwisdom.com. Um, and as I said, when you get the deck, the deck doesn't have the book or the meaning, like the, the meanings with it. Um, it asks you to exercise intuitively. So on that website, we also have all of the card meanings for free. And you can preview the cards, too, to see if this is a deck that really resonates you with the different suits um, and the different qualities of it. Steve did amazing. Steve Samsara did amazing artwork. If you would like more of his artwork, please go to stevesamsara.com. Um, and I think that that's pretty much all I've got for the blurb. So thank you so much for spending time with me this evening. I really appreciate you, Tammy. you so welcome
1: back to the
0: always thank you so much <laughs> I always
1: have to say that because because everybody's so funny they're like I said you know like Abraham
0: says we have enjoyed this yeah, the joy <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye now I know you've been blown away with the amazing valley here today now go out and inspire the planet and be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.